Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FridayNightOhio.com podcast. I'm here with Mike Popovich from the Canton Repository and Michael Bevan from the Akron Beacon Journal. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing very well, Cliff. Doing very well, yes. Doing doing well and had another fun week of high school football. Well, we've got a lot of great games to talk about. We're going to start out in the Federal League tonight. Mike McKinley defeated Lake 28-16. to Looks like another big win for the Bulldogs. How did that one break down? Well, for McKinley, they're kind of in a uh, the middle of a, a meat-grinding part of their schedule. Um, I remember we talked about early in the year, uh, they opened the season with uh, Mentor, Austin Town Fitch, and Wayne, and now they're going through Hoover, Lake, and Jackson. And uh, they're able to pick up a win tonight against Lake. They scored two defensive touchdowns. Uh, Harold Fannin had a 24-yard interception return for a touchdown. And uh, Sincere McNeil uh, in the fourth quarter kind of closed it out for them with a 97-yard interception return for uh, a touchdown. And uh, he also had a, a touchdown reception earlier in the game. So McKinley improves to four and three. And like I said, they play Jackson next week, and Jackson is 7-0 and right now. They beat Glen Oak tonight 31 to nothing. Uh, another big game for Brendan Craig, 169 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And uh, he went over the 1,000-yard rushing mark for the uh, second straight season. He's now up to 1,057 yards. And uh, Jackson is 7-0 and uh, for the first time in 1991. So, uh uh, big test for them next week against McKinley to see if they can keep their record intact. And uh, uh, the big test for McKinley as they try to gain some momentum before the postseason starts. Sure. And one I'll touch on real quick here. Hoover defeated Perry 27 to 10. Perry got off to a 10-0 lead in that game. But Hoover comes from behind to win that one 27 to 10. Another Really strong defensive effort by the Vikings. It limited Perry to just 96 yards rushing and uh, 63 yards passing. And then uh, a game uh, Michael was taking a look at. Green defeated Louisville tonight, 49-24. to 24. Uh, A nice win there for the Green Bulldogs. Yeah, Green put up 481 yards of offense. Uh, they, they really had a good go of it. Uh, Trevor Van Horn completed 30 of 40 passes for 304 yards. Uh, he was throwing the ball around the yard. You know, once again with uh, Trey Martin, one of their best running backs, or I'm sorry, one of their best wide receivers, and uh, four touchdown passes uh, for Van Horn. So that uh, that's a nice outing uh, there for the Green Bulldogs. Mike, you also, uh, you know, follow Manchester and, uh, you know, early in the season when Manchester was, uh, you know, they started out kind of slow and now they're they're on a roll right now. They beat Triway tonight, 42 to 12, switching over to the pack seven here. Um, you know, what have you uh, from your following them? What's what's been kind of the turnaround for them? Yes, uh, for Manchester, it's been running the football and back to their, their roots. Um, but before we go any further, I misspoke. Trevor Van Horn had four touchdown rushes. So just to clarify that. But, yeah, uh, Manchester, they, they love to run the ball. I mean, that's what they've done for years with France. They're doing it now with Coach Jay Brophy. Um, they, uh, they've got a lot of different guys 
that can toast the ball and, and make things happen. Riley Souls had a rushing touchdown tonight. So did Jackson Doherty. Cooper Briggs, so those three guys all scored via the rush. Trent Pappas threw a touchdown pass to Jordan Schindelwolf. And then making plays, you know, on defense. Mason Palace with an 85-yard uh, touchdown on a fumble return. On special teams, Josiah Cox blocked a punt that Kenton Duty scooped up and then ran back for a touchdown. And a kid by the name of Jaden Johnston uh, had a blocked PAT, also had an interception. So just, you know, a variety of ways uh, that where Manchester's making plays. Uh, they've always been very sound defensively through the years. I mean, there are, there are a few games when they'll give up big plays and, and obviously some points, but uh, they've really, you know, tightened it up defensively here during the, the last few weeks and then running the football with Souls, Doherty, Briggs, and, and so forth. Yeah, Manchester beats uh, Triway tonight 42-12, to and we're at the point in the Pac-7 now where the leaders are going to start to play each other. Um, Manchester uh, played Triway tonight. Uh, both teams were undefeated in the pack going in. And then next week, uh, Manchester plays at uh, Fairless. Now, they're the two uh, remaining unbeaten teams in the uh, in the pack seven. Uh, Fairless tonight beat Loudonville 32 to 14. Fairless is seven and oh for the first time in program history. And, uh, you know, they they've got a great running back in Hunter great Campbell who scored two more touchdowns tonight. Uh, and he also had a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, Brody Pumnio uh, returned to kickoff for a touchdown. He caught a long touchdown pass for um, Carson Colucci. So uh, Fairless uh, keeps their unbeaten record intact. They play Manchester next week, and then they play Triway the week after that. So this is uh, this is going to be their two biggest hurdles uh, if they want to wrap up uh, the Pac-7 title, which would be their first league championship in uh, 42 years and possibly have an undefeated regular season. And uh, we're going to move along now to the Eastern Buckeye Conference and a a game I was at tonight, Canton South and Alliance. Uh, The Wildcats won that one 40-25. Big showing from Jack Poochie-Snyder, the sophomore quarterback, He threw for 299 yards and four touchdowns. He also returned an offensive fumble, 20 yards for a touchdown. No punts tonight for Canton South. They lined up to do it one time, and Alliance jumped offsides into the neutral zone, and then they never saw a punt again the rest of the night. Alliance showed some pretty impressive flashes. Brendan Zerbrug at 6'3", looks like a, a... a quarterback that's going to be really, really good the next couple of years. Caden Davis ran the ball well. The Aviators did have a couple of fumbles there that, that hurt them, but uh, they fought till the end. But Canton South, just too much firepower with guys like Caleb Lott and Akeel Martin out wide. That's a pretty dangerous team. Uh, West Branch, meanwhile, if you're looking at the EBC, they're the only undefeated team in the conference left. They knocked off Carrollton 43-12. to Carrollton was also unbeaten in the conference coming into that into tonight. Drew DeShields with another big evening. So that will about uh, probably be how the EBC is going to shake out down the stretch. It's going to come down to uh, uh, West Branch probably uh, taking that one here in the final weeks, barring something really unexpected. And, Mike, you were also out at East Canton tonight, weren't you? 
Yeah, I was out at East Canton. Really not so much to cover their game against Strasburg. They they easily won that game 41 to 6, but uh you know, East Canton, you know, you're at the point of the season where you're trying to you know, you're trying to build something over your last few weeks and uh you know, try to get into the postseason and East Canton has had a couple of games canceled uh because of uh COVID issues. Uh, one involving them early in the season and, and last week uh, uh, a game against Duke Comerstown. So, uh, you know, just going out there to kind of, you know, figure out, you know, uh, you know, talk to them about the challenges. And, you know, it's basically uh, what their head coach, uh, John Spider Miller, said last week, you know, while they were trying to get a game, uh, you know, they basically kind of, you know, went back to the basics as far as football and try to build on that. You know, there wasn't really an opponent to scheme or whatever. And, uh, you know, he feels that, you know, despite, uh, despite uh, not playing last week, they've, they've, they've come out of it as a better team. Uh, uh, Chase Vacco, uh, who started the season as a running back has moved to quarterback because of an injury to Brennan Betts. And he had a, uh, well over a hundred yards rushing along with Jake McCullough. They, they really do run the ball well. So, um, you know, hopefully they're for their sake, you know, they're just hoping for some smooth sailing here, uh, to end the season, uh, end the season. Well, they, they have a shot, uh, to go into their final game of the season against Malvern, uh, with a shot to play for the, uh, Intervalley conference North title in that game. All right, and now we're going to turn our attention over to some games up in Michael Bevin's area. And he was at a really exciting game tonight. Why don't you tell us a little about Nordonia and Hudson? Yes, uh, Nordonia and Hudson was a pretty entertaining game. It was an interesting game where offensively, you know, both sides were really clicking in the first half. Hudson was ahead 28-22 at halftime. The problem for Hudson was they did not score in the second half. Uh, Nordonia got a, a touchdown there uh, with just uh, like 27 seconds to go to win the game. 29-28, they made their PAT. And really, it, was, it came down to the big plays. It's kind of cliche, but in this one, for Nordonia, in the last four minutes, they had four big plays all by seniors. Uh, Jared Zender, Nick Schaub, Mark Wilson, Cooper Russ, Andrew Lasaka, and Brian Russ were the guys that really came through in the clutch for them. Uh, the, the headlining play, as I said, 27 seconds to go. Mark Wilson throws an eight-yard touchdown pass to Cooper Russ, and Andrew Lasafka kicks the, uh, kicks the extra point to, to give them that one-point victory. Uh, Brian Russ uh, had an interception on the final play for Hudson, where he uh, snagged an INT near midfield, and then Mark Wilson took a knee to, to run out the clock. Uh, but prior to that, they were able to get the ball on a, a turnover by Hudson with 3.20 to go. Uh, Zender forced the fumble that Schaub recovered on Nardoni's nine-yard line. So they go 91 yards, march down the field. They get that TD pass, and uh, it was pretty impressive. Wilson finished 27 of 42 for 291 yards. Uh, Matt Hayes uh, had uh, eight receptions for 116 yards. So they were really moving the ball there. And for them, uh, this is a big win for them that uh, it gives Hudson their first loss of the season. So both teams are now 6-1. and one. And uh, for the Explorers, Jagger Pillay had a real nice first half. He threw uh, three touchdowns. Uh, one apiece to Aiden Wall, Shane Kilfoyle, and Colin Pierce. And then Aiden Wall also had a rushing touchdown. So for the Knights, the big thing was defense. Last week they, uh, they shut out Wadsworth, and then tonight they shut out Hudson for a half. So Coach Jeff Fox is feeling really good about what he's got going on there at Nordonia. 
And then a couple suburban league games your way. Barberton shuts out Copley 33-0. And Wadsworth wins a close one against Stowe 21-20. What do you make of those? Yeah, that was a bit surprising uh, with Wadsworth knocking off Stowe. Stowe was, you know, a very highly regarded team coming into the season with several Division One college-level recruits. But Wadsworth, uh, Luke Fisher, two touchdown passes tonight for the Grizzlies, one to Anthony Serino and the other to Dean Reddish. And Kyle Figure had a rushing touchdown. So huge win for Wadsworth. They get shut out last week by Nordonia. They were really down in the dumps, and then they were able to uh, come back and knock off the Stowe Bulldogs team who was undefeated in the uh, in the Suburban League National Conference. So now you've got a pretty interesting top group there in the Suburban League National with Wadsworth, Stowe, uh, Nordonia, and Hudson. And as you mentioned, Barbara, they, they've been on a roll lately. They lost to Stowe earlier in the season, but they've been really clicking offensively. Uh, Chandon Lee tonight had two touchdown passes for the Magics in their win over Copley. He also rushed for a touchdown. Uh, Cameron Macon's been a guy I've written about multiple times this year. He had 134 yards rushing tonight. I had a touchdown on 21 carries, and Roosevelt Andrews and Cage Lowe are two other guys that really make a lot of plays for them on both offense and defense. Cage Lowe had two touchdowns tonight for Barberton, and Roosevelt Andrews, uh, you know, he had two sacks, and just a, a guy that really gets after it along with John Jackson. So Barberton and Aurora uh, over in Portage County, Aurora's undefeated. They knocked off a, a really good uh, Cleveland Heights team tonight. So the, those two teams right now appear to be the, the class of the Suburban American Conference. And then taking a look at the Metro Athletic Conference, Norton defeated Cloverleaf tonight, 34-3. to Yeah, Norton is one of those surprise stories. Uh, they knocked off uh, Streetsboro last week. They are undefeated. Uh, first time they've been undefeated in quite some time this late into the season. And you just look at how they're doing things. They've got these two guys, Badeau, uh, Reed Badeau and Cam Badeau, that are very talented, and Cooper Napolo. Uh, that are really, you know, coming through for them in a variety of ways. And uh, for Coach Kevin Pollock, this is kind of the dream season so far. They're 7-0. and uh, They knocked off Cloverleaf tonight in a comfortable manner, and uh, they move on to next week. And then we have a couple games in the city of Akron tonight. St. Vincent, St. Mary, 49. Ursuline from Youngstown, 14. And then Firestone, 24. North zero, and that one was played at Ellett. Uh, anything interesting there, Michael? Yeah, for St. Vincent St. Mary especially, I saw them last week. They really struggled uh, against Warren Harding uh, in the second half especially. Uh, Warren Harding had some real fast, talented players, and uh, St. Vincent St. Mary, their running back, George Lindbergh, is a pretty talented back. He got a little banged up with a knee injury, but apparently he wasn't too banged up because he came out today, uh, 31 carries, 195 yards, four touchdowns. And from talking to Michael Leonard, who covered that game, he said Lindberger was, was very good. And then uh, Terrell Hobson and Joe Colby for St. Vincent St. Mary had interception returns for touchdowns. Uh, Sean Lodge and Kai White also had an interception. So for them, they were able to turn them over four interceptions. I mean, when you do that, that's pretty big time. Uh, they, they, uh, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, they're making things happen. Uh, they, they play Hoban next week, and uh, Hoban is off tonight. They do play tomorrow at St. Francis, New York. And uh, as you mentioned, Firestone 24 to nothing over uh, North, over at Ellis. Firestone's kind of had a bit of a tough season, but they do have some talented players. Uh, Prince Winchester's been a pretty consistent playmaker for them at quarterback. And uh, Xander Obang and Howard Anderson are two other guys on their offense. And then defensively, Daniel Harper and Carlo Johnson have really been making plays. And uh, sticking with the City Series, just in closing, uh, two big games tomorrow here in Akron. Uh, Bookdale is hosting East. 
and Elliott will be at Kenmore Garfield. And uh, KG's coming off a nice win last Saturday at home against Bookdale. So that uh, kind of makes for an interesting Saturday afternoon here at the City Backer. I was curious, Michael. Uh, I was con- considered the Akron East beat writer since I saw their first three games down here this season when they played Jackson Lake <laughs> and Perry. And uh, I... I saw Eric Holly play. I, I thought he was really, really good. I He was injured in one of these games. Is he back for East? Uh, I believe so. Uh, he did. Yeah, he he scored, yeah, he scored like two touchdowns last week in their victory over Firestone over at Ellett. So he is back. Um, I have not been able to see them play. As you mentioned, they played so many games down in Stark County. You guys have seen them more than we have. But he's a really talented athlete, a basketball player, football player. He's committed to play at the University of Akron, both sports which obviously is very challenging and we'll see if he can, you know, make that happen. Um, but I believe that football is kind of the number one sport for him. And then basketball is number two. And I, I talked to him during the summer and he said he loves basketball. That's been his first love, the sport he's played the most, but just looking at his size and how he projects, it, it appears that being a, a wide receiver at the next level on the university football team might be his best bet. Well, Akron had a two-way player back in the day named Russell Holmes who played football and basketball, and he went on to play in the, I think, in the National Football League for a bit. So, uh, you know, this this kid looks like he's really talented. That you know, yes, if he's yeah. able to do that. That would be fun for him. Absolutely. Didn't Jason Taylor um, briefly play on the Akron men's basketball team? I mean, I know obviously he's a football legend, but didn't he briefly play on the men's basketball team for the Zips? You know what? I don't know. And as we turn this into a University of Akron Athletics podcast, um, I know I, I don't know. I it, that sounds familiar. I'll have to check on that. Yeah, they had one. I know they had a guy named Jake Shafino who did both, uh, but it, it's going to be difficult. But uh, to answer your initial question, yes, he is healthy <laughs> and he will be. Uh, as far as I know, he'll be suiting up tomorrow when he plays Bookville. All right. I think that puts the bow on another week here, gentlemen. Is there anything else any of you would like to add here? No, we're, uh, you know, we're getting into uh, uh, league championship uh, deciding time here as uh, we hit uh, weeks eight, nine and ten. And, you know, I'd be interested in, you know, I'll be interested in seeing how, uh, you know, like I talked about earlier, how the pack shapes up and, uh you know, uh, still a lot to play for uh, in the Federal League as, uh, you know, Jackson tries to keep their uh, spot at the top of the league. And, uh, you know, we'll see how things go. Yeah, I would echo that. Just playoff positioning, playoff points. Uh, you know, it's cliche, but there's still a lot to play for. It's expanded the playoff field this year. So a lot more teams are are playing for an opportunity to play in week 11. Um, so that, that certainly makes it fun. And, uh, the undefeated teams, as you mentioned, Jackson, I mentioned Aurora. Another team that we did not mention yet is Medina. Uh, Drew Allers having a fantastic season at quarterback. So just to see if those teams can finish out a perfect regular season, you know, with three more games to go. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the uh, Friday Night Ohio podcast. We'd like to thank Mike Popovich from the Canton Repository and Michael Bevan from the Akron Beacon Journal for joining us. And we hope you join us next week on our respective channels. This is kind of a joint effort. And next week, things uh, will probably be back to a little more what uh, everyone uh, sees as normal. So we will see you then. Thank you.